This is the Moms in Motion podcast, where we are running our businesses, running our households, and trying not to run ourselves into the ground while juggling it all. We have figured it out the hard way so you don't have to. We are here to help you build your village, improve your connection with your mom bod, and possibly even navigate business ownership better. If you are looking for all things pregnancy, postpartum, and mom life that's honest and not too serious, this is the podcast for you. We are Krista Williams and Dr. Jen Perna, and we are Moms in Motion. Welcome back to another episode of the Moms in Motion podcast. I'm Krista. Hi, Jen. Hello. How are you? I'm great. So today we are talking about feminine hygiene. And so I'm going to give the disclaimer right now that this is not the episode that you want to be listening to in the car with uh, your in-laws going to Aunt Esther's house. (laughs) Your children. (laughs) Maybe they're not ready for this They might not be ready. So this is a podcast to um, maybe listen to on a walk with some headphones in the privacy of your own home slash your own self. Perfect. And I was just joking that like I, this is obviously way more Jen's wheelhouse than mine. And I was like, what exactly are you going to talk about? Like I, I, I didn't even, I didn't see the outline ahead of time. So I wasn't sure about what was coming up. And I, I feel like as long as I like change my underwear every day and like shower, like semi-regularly that I'm doing good in this category. So I'm interested to see what you're going to tell us about. So what's up? So I'm going to talk about three things. Um, And the first thing is pretty quick. It might be something you're already doing, but I'm just going to say it because maybe somebody will learn something, but you should always be wiping front to back. And you know, the reason for this is because bacteria from the anus, right? So stool can, uh, when you wipe back to front, it can actually penetrate the vaginal walls and the urethra and contribute to UTIs, yeast infections, all of those things. So we always want to be wiping front to back. And I say always, even if you didn't think that you had a bowel movement or you didn't have a bowel movement, there might be some sort of stool seepage that microscopic that we just want to make sure that you're always wiping front to back. It's a good habit to get into if you can't then that is something to talk about. I mean, mobility concerns are a valid reason on why you may not be able to do this. You that's what that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, but what about the people yeah. that can't reach that far? Yeah, right? and you we, may not. We all know them yeah. as far as like shoulder tension, mobility, upper body tension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wrist, all of it. Yeah. So you should have the mobility. And if you don't, that is something that we absolutely want to see you for because that is a functional goal. You need to be able to do this. So wiping front to back always is kind of tip number one. Okay. And and can I ask another question that maybe someone else is thinking of besides me, but just the logistics of this. Are we only reaching around the back and reaching all the way forward or are we sometimes reaching from the front but pushing backwards? Does, I would, that, does that make sense? Yeah, I would say Somebody's that, thinking uh, this. I, I would say that either is totally fine, but at some point you will have to reach kind of from the back all the way up to the front. So we just want to make sure that you do have that mobility to be able to do that. But now we, now we have some other goals and workouts yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, you know, unless, and this is not to sound, to downgrade anyone or to sound demeaning, but unless you have a really good idea of your anatomy down there and to know when to 
stop. You can get into kind of a sticky situation Makes because, sense. you know, you have to know where does the urethra end if you just went pee and you want to just wipe the front. You have to know like where that structure is. And so just kind of being aware and understanding your body could be really helpful here, but you really should be able to kind of reach from behind and go front to back. Well, that's already some 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 good information that somebody doesn't know. Yeah. Okay. So what n- else? Number 2 is you shouldn't need to wipe excessively or shouldn't need to use a bidet. If you want to wipe or you like wiping or you like using a bidet, no judgment here. But if you have to because there is stool that continues to kind of come out after you have a bowel movement, that is a different situation. So, you know, when you're sitting on the toilet and I'm not a big fan of bidets. No. I'm like, what? And like, that's just a personal (laughs) preference. That's not not like a pelvic health provider preference. That's like, I just don't like the sensation of like cold water. Have you done it? On my butt. Well, no, I'm too scared. I I can't wrap my head around the idea of that that surprise, yeah. that type of surprise. Like, no, thank you. Krista, we can't even pop champagne. Like, when we did our promo videos, like, a few weeks ago, like, we couldn't like, even terrified pop. terrified of yeah, the bottle of We couldn't even pop champagne. There's no way I can have cold water going to my ass. Like, there's just no way. I can't do it. No. Nope. So if you have to use it, that is a different situation than you want to use it. Got okay? it. No judgment if you like to feel extra sparkly clean, but if you feel that you are not getting clean by just a single wipe and or maybe like the two only wipes, way to do it yep then that is Got a situation it. we need to talk about you really shouldn't have to wipe if you have a really great bowel movement but if you know you have to do one or two wipes I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ride you hard about that but mm-hmm. you know if you're continuing to wipe or you have to use toilet paper and then a wet wipe and then toilet paper and then a wet wipe yeah that's that's something that we you know need to chat as a pelvic health provider okay And then the third. The third. This might go a little bit more tangential, but, you know, we really need to avoid douching, feminine hygiene washes, pH balancing washes, all of those things. You know, these things are marketed from males. I hate to say that, but this Mm -hmm. is a, you know, total misogynistic market. Your vagina should not smell like coconut nope or flowers or neither right any of that there is tropical breeze yeah no like we're not air fresheners like this is crazy there are good bacteria that sit in the vaginal wall it's called the vaginal microbiome that really really helps to keep bacteria out it helps to if bacteria is introduced those good bacteria help to kind of kill those bad bacteria and so if you're using douching feminine hygiene products ph balancing whatever the heck that means products you know what you're ending up doing is you're stripping your vaginal microbiome and setting yourself up for things like yeast infections utis things like that totally makes sense and can we also talk about like the ingredients in these products oh my gosh like it's horrible Horrible. and like this is not we can do a whole other episode of you know the things that that we put on our bodies Mm -hmm. and you know how bad so much of the ingredients are because fragrance like the so fragrance doesn't need to be explained by Mm -hmm. like what it is when it's when it says fragrance they they can put anything Mm -hmm. in there because it's not like a regulated industry yeah you know it's it's just it's not I mean we we would like to think that anything that is being sold to us 
is safe and that it wouldn't be sold to us if it wasn't safe. But that is absolutely not the case. And like fragrance, fragrance is cancer causing. Mm -hmm. It is, it's hormone disrupting. There's just so many bad things about that, Mm -hmm. that not only, I mean, and like we're talking about like makeup and products that you put on your body, but this is something that then you're putting in your body. So like that just takes that to a whole other level. Right. And, you know, I want to talk a a little bit about like, okay, so what can you do then? Right. So where can soap go? So if we do like a little anatomy lesson and you put your hand kind of on the inner thigh and you work your way up to kind of the outer labia or the outer lip, like totally fine putting soap there. Totally fine. Totally fine putting soap kind of around the anus, especially if you feel like there's some stool there or that you're just like not clean after a bowel movement. Totally fine to put soap there. But from lip to lip, so kind of in between the outer lip is the inner lips, there should not be soap. It really should just be warm water. You can take kind of the sprayer from the the shower, the handheld, and use that to kind of clean this area. But you really shouldn't put soap in between uh, because once again, that can strip the microbiome in the bacteria in the vaginal wall. And that can contribute to yeast infections. It can also contribute to odor. And patients, you know, all the time will say like, oh, I use this because, you know, I want it to smell good. And, you know, by you taking the good bacteria, you are now introducing and putting a perfect breeding ground for bad bacteria to come in and create some odor. So I find that a lot of odor is due to using these products, to stripping that microbiome, to being a little bit too aggressive with that. And so this is something that we definitely, I'm super passionate about, you know, Instagram censors all of this. So we are not able to talk about this on our Instagram because they would never show any of my stuff. And so this podcast is kind of the perfect platform for us to talk about these things. These are topics that I kind of think are common knowledge, but it's also never been taught to me from like a parent. This is something that kind of I've learned throughout the years of being a public health provider. And so, you know, it may make sense to you and that's great if it does, but hopefully there are, there's some sort of nugget that somebody learned by me going through these things. And these are things that a lot of our patients do, you know, and they're like, what? I shouldn't be doing that? Wait, I shouldn't be using feminine hygiene products? You know, maybe that's why I'm having a yeast infection. So, you know, these are things that a lot of people are doing and I hope that somebody gained something from this. It is so frustrating to me how many products are marketed towards women that are actually horrible for us. Yes. You know, it, it is such a, you know, it, it's it's like the same of when you're like a first time mom and you go to buy like extra things to put in the car seat and really you can't use like any kind of aftermarket products in your car seat, but you wouldn't know that because there's so many, so much available that is being sold to you mm-hmm. and you just don't know what you don't know because- why why would you think that something that is being sold to you is not safe for right. your baby and this is not safe for your body and yeah. it's just like knowledge is power and especially when it comes to your vagina good lord yeah for sure and so we hope this was helpful i mean i know it was a short episode but i think that these are just kind of fundamentals that people should know and somebody's learning something from yeah this, and sure. so if you have any specific questions please do not hesitate to reach out yeah but yeah Perfect. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Moms in Motion podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.